We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. NBA Most Valuable Player, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis trailing the lob. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Two seconds. Middleton. Hey guys, welcome back to the Eurostep. Uh, I'm Rohan Kadi, and I just wanted to start off by saying that this is a podcast about the Milwaukee Bucks and the NBA, but that encompasses so much more than just the play on the court and transactions off the court. It takes into account the lives and well-being of everyone in the organization, the people in Milwaukee, in Wisconsin, and everybody across the country and world. It cannot be denied that police brutality against the black community is an issue that plagues this country, and while it may seem weird to talk about a game coming back for our entertainment, while there are protests where people are fighting for their lives, especially considering that the majority of the NBA is black, this is part of our jobs and it is news that it concerns us. We here at the Eurostep stand with Black Lives Matter and will try our best to help enact real change where it is needed, and we hope that you will as well. It's beautifully said, Rohan. Um, could not agree m- more with you, with that message, with my support as well, with our support, like you said, for the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, I'm Ty Windish, by the way, 100% with you. But uh, we are here now that we've covered clearly the most important thing going on in the world by far. Let's head over to something a bit more trivial, but big news in that much more trivial world. The NBA is coming back, and we've known that it was going to try for a while. Now we know that it really is. We've got dates and everything. How, how do you feel about this? What is your, what is your status on the, the bubble bucks are going to be a thing in not too much time? Well, we covered last week about how there was rumblings that, uh, you know, there was real movement for the NBA to come back and to return. 
the real question was how the format what how many teams are going to come back what's the playoffs going to be like is there going to be a complete uh retooling of the playoff system now we have those answers uh so it feels good to know and it it feels good to have like the NBA coming back, um, obviously, and especially with the Bucks in prime position to win a title. So it's it's very positive that the NBA is coming back. Yeah, yeah, I think so as well. I think it'll be good to have. I hope it doesn't take too much away from like like we already said, more important things that are going mm-hmm. on in the world right now. And this but... is all given that the NBA actually takes care and does. Uh, handles everything safely in regards yes. to COVID-19. So. Yeah, the the other thing that's going yes. on in the world that's much more important than this, a lot of those happening right now. Um, no, but I, I agree with you. I think as a basketball fan myself, I, I would love to watch basketball again. Um, I think as a, a person very invested in the Milwaukee Bucks particularly, I think we can breathe a sigh of relief that there's no group stage. The Bucks, you know, uh, have no chance of missing the playoffs. There's, it seems like there's no one through sixteen seed. These were the scenarios we outlined as the worst possible for the Bucks on our last episode. You already mentioned it. What we said then was, if East and West stay separated, and if there's no group stage, if the the play-in tournament that was talked about solely is going to affect the bottom few seeds. It's not really an issue for Milwaukee, and especially the way it sounds like this is structured. 22 teams are coming, but 13 of them are from the West, and I believe those bottom-feeding Western Conference teams that wind their way to an invite, they're only eligible for the Western spot. So the only thing that could change in the East is Washington, which is currently too far back to trigger the play, and we'll, we'll cover that in depth in a minute. But the only possible change would be Washington getting involved with one of those bottom two seeds. I don't know about you. That's not something that worries me in the slightest. It does not. Uh, should we just uh, first say what the actual format is yeah, going to be? Yeah, let's do it. So, so Yeah, so and, there's going to be 22 teams returning, as you said, uh, 13 teams from the West and uh, nine teams from the East. Uh, and there's going to be eight uh, seeding games, that they're calling it, for every team. That's yes, coming they, to Orlando. They are being very careful to differentiate these seeding games from the regular season. We'll get to that later. Yeah, we we will touch on that a little bit later and that impli- what that uh, implies. But uh, yeah, we have 13 teams in the West, 9 teams in the East. Everyone plays 8 games, 8 seeding games. And at the end, uh, if the ninth seed is within 4 games of the 8th seed in either conference, it triggers a play-in tournament. And I, it feels weird calling it a tournament. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's a just, very short it's, tournament. It's not really a tournament. It's just saying that the ninth seed has to beat the eighth seed twice in two games to take their spot. If uh, the eighth seed wins their first game, they're in the playoffs. If they win their first game and lose, I, I mean, if they lose their first game <laughs> and win the second game, they're also win. The only way that the nine seed could overtake the eight seed is if they win both of those games. And again, that's only if they're within four games in the standings uh, of the eight seed. Yeah, and I think that for me and my dumb NBA-minded brain, I'd like the single and double elimination is the terms they use. I didn't really get it at first. I was honestly a little confused. And then I thought of it as 
it's like the if the if the play-in tournament is triggered, it's funny that the word triggered is going to come up in a different sense so often. Um, but if that is triggered, <laughs> uh, I realized I got into a spot where I could not avoid it. Um, it's like the eighth seed, the presumptuous eighth or the presumptive, not presumptuous eighth seed, is up three-two in a seven-game series. So one more win and they're done, but they'd have to lose twice. Like that's the way my dumb brain it, it made yeah, me it made no, it easier to look way, at. That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, but um, so yeah, very interesting. And, and I think just yeah, to follow that, up quickly, once that proceeds, it goes normal east west, yes. uh, one through eight, normal normal playoffs, quote unquote normal with no home court advantage and and a lot of other things. So, oh, quickly before I, w- I want to pose a question to you that I, I might have missed, but I think from what I've seen from what other people I know. Matt Moore at HP Basketball has been all over this because he's the tiebreaker guy. I think if, like, let's say ninth and 10th end up with the same record, this is all, only can happen out west, but if the, I don't know, Pelicans and Trailblazers have the same record, I don't think there's any extra play-in games. I think the league just uses typical tiebreakers to determine who would get to play the eighth seed. I th- I'm almost I think positive. that's right. I think that's right. So we won't, unfortunately, end up in a situation where, like, three teams are tied and there's, like, some sort of a weird round-robin tournament to see there who then plays. There actually is a possibility of that. I, I mentioned before we started recording that I was listening to uh, uh, Zach Lowe's podcast with Kevin Pelton, and they posed a situation where I think uh, New Orleans and Sacramento uh, can both be tied, like, given mm. all tiebreakers, which is weird. So you'd have to go to some weird thing. I, I don't even know how you would decide that. Maybe a coin flip or something? I wonder if it goes to something ridiculous like total points. That's what I was thinking, like points per game net or something. Rating. Yeah, net rate. Maybe something like that. Oh, man. Imagine but, how mad real Hoopers know Twitter would be if net rating decided to play off spot. I'm here for that's it. That's not even like hard math. No, it's not. It's very, it's it's not. It's just, not, what, let's not even, let's yeah, not even right okay. now. Um, Sorry, real hoopers, Twitter. Uh, <laughs> we appreciate we appreciate every 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 reasonable part of Twitter to an extent. Um, so I think from all the reporting on this, I think and hope what this seems like the proposal. I mean, the the league has voted. The players' association is voting tomorrow, but according to Woj and his story, they were very much on board, and it's expected to pass. The teams voted twenty nine to one. Portland was the only team that abstained. And if you're thinking to yourself, good for Portland for taking a stand, saying there might be a safety concern or something else, that's not it. Uh, Portland wanted a 20-team in instead of 22 teams in, presumably to make it easier for them to steal the eighth seed. I don't know. It's very weird to me that Portland abstained and also offered up the info on why they abstained. I feel like they would have had a much stronger high ground to stand on if they had just said, Due to everything going on, all the reasons were not good. They just didn't didn't abstain. Yeah, just don't say anything. They didn't abstain. Excuse me. They voted no. But it passed anyway. It just needed a majority, not uh, unanimous. Yeah. Is it two-thirds or three-fourths? I I think it's... Ooh. Um, (laughs) Three-fourths. It's three-fourths. Three-fourths, yeah. So so does this mean... And I'm asking you because you are more informed on this than I am right now by far. Are those ridiculous proposals from a few days ago where, like, one player could get seven fouls before they're fouled out or there would be a draft on which hotel everybody stays in, are those out now? Is that uh, Can we put that to rest? I don't think so. Is that still on the table, you think? 
I think it is because they haven't really decided everything. I think what no. they've uh, voted on is to come back and with yeah. this amount of teams in this playoff format, like in terms of seeding and East-West. I don't think that they fully decided on, you know, uh, what things can be done to make home court advantage like sort of a thing, uh, like giving an advantage to the higher seeds. Yeah. Uh, besides, you know, lesser opponents. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which is a given. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't think that's on the table. Like, that hasn't been, like, ruled, okay. ruled well, out yet. Because they haven't even... They've they've said that there's going to be eight seeding games, which we'll decide... Uh, which we'll get into, but they haven't really discussed how that's going to happen. So they mm. haven't really fleshed out everything yet. They also said teams might have the ability to bring in their own court, which sounds just outrageous. There is oh, something Kyrie is going to be in so mad. Oh, God. I forgot about that. Kyrie Irving, man, what a what a character. He's probably not going to show up. Um, He's hurt, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yep. He is. That's the thing people keep thinking about the Nets. He just had shoulder surgery. Um, there, it does say in this article, without touching on the home court advantage, so to speak, there will be four hours between games on each court to accommodate overtimes, cleanings, and warm ups. So, I guess so. I mean, it's like summer league. Yeah, but there's except probably, more time. Hmm? Probably enough time to switch courts. Those those workers are good at that. That just seems like too much. I, I, does it really? Come on. Does anyone really care? Does anyone really care in 2020 to look down and see the buck? I mean, it, it'd be nice. It's neat. It's yeah. neat. It'd be I don't nice, know if it's but worth... it also... No, it's not worth the labor, <laughs> probably. The labor and time and, uh, God forbid, one board gets like put in wrong and somebody twists an ankle. There's already enough concerns. And let's just... If they have a nice floor, use the nice floor. Why can't they, don't they, do, put why in can't they do like a big sticker? Yeah, a deckel. Yeah. A big deckel. Yeah, <laughs> that would they, be hilarious. they do that and then, you know, just replace it with the different teams. I feel like that'd be easier. Imagine how much of a collector's item those would be. Oh my goodness. Put the big sticker up on their wall. That would be pretty cool, actually. That'd or be, on your court. Can you fit that on a wall? A big wall. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, this, it would be a rich person item. Rich people have big houses. So... <laughs> Before we get more into this, let's go over the dates that we've got. Oh, that sounds like a, a whole different scenario. Then, I mean, the, the days, the dates the NBA is coming back. We're not going to talk about our personal dates. <laughs> um, so teams will begin training in Orlando starting July 9th through the 11th. And I think they'll be doing home market training camp sort of thing before that, but I'm not positive. Yes, I, thought I, I, think, that. yes. I think that's what's on the table. You're going to have uh, teams start their training camps and then make their way to Orlando. But again, that can be... I don't know if that's going to be possible for every team because every state has different restrictions. True. So they might have like teams come to Orlando. Um, I'm sure they'll be accommodating. Yeah. So then the, the games would begin July 31st, I believe, is when the yes. season would be restarted. And then it would go through October 12th. And then where – I know someone here was the, the last possible finals game. I don't know if he has it in the store. Do you have the tweet? I think, I think it would be October Is it the 12th? 12th? Yeah. Okay. Because I know it, it fortuitously lines up with the Packers bye week. I saw somebody posted that before. So a neat tie-in for other Wisconsin sports fans there. Yeah. And the draft lottery. Packers, like they, people don't have to worry about, oh, do I watch the Packers game or the Bucks in the finals, you know? What a weird, what a weird world, sports world. I should say it's again, it's levels. But so the draft lottery is August twenty fifth, which just sounds crazy. 
the NBA draft on October 15th. Wait, and then the, the next draft season... lottery is during? Oh, yeah, it always is. Yeah, it always is. It, it sounds weird when you look at it and like in this like uh, not with none of these dates making sense. But yeah, it usually happens. I don't know why it usually happens like during the playoffs. Yeah, which I don't don't uh, really understand why they do it that way. Oh we, well, here we'll say that we don't usually have to pay attention to the lottery, you know. True. Yeah, <laughs> it's not it's, <laughs> levels to this. But um, oh, and then next season twenty 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 one, just barely with the twenty twenty in there would be likely begin December 1st, but I hear that date is flexible. And I've heard some rumblings that there's almost an expectation that is going to get pushed back, but that's what they're putting out there for now. Yeah, I think Michelle Roberts uh, said to Woj, uh, director of the uh, Players Association, said that she was surprised to see that date, and it's probably going to be renegotiated. Because that's yeah. just, that's that's insane. Uh, you can, I, I feel like it's not possible for that to happen to have a new season uh have like a month and a half off you know like a month and a half off season between like two finals teams yeah i think it helps that we don't like if if we were heading into like Cavs warriors round six and we expected round seven i think it'd be a lot worse i think generally the teams are, are fresher that are contending uh that we haven't had too many teams going off of several deep runs in a row which is nice and I think it would make a lot of sense. I'm not saying that, that I always want this. I definitely do not. I would love for the schedule to go back to the way it's been forever. But I think it would make a lot of sense under these circumstances to have the kickoff on Christmas Day, which, I mean, Ooh. pretty inarguably one of the best two regular season days of the year. Yeah, for sure. It's that and Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Those are the NBA premier days where you get a slate of all-day games. I think those are the premier game days. So. I think it would make sense to do it on Christmas, but we'll see if they want to get some games in before that. Yeah, I think, I think yeah, Christmas would probably be a good start date, and especially because the Olympics are also happening next year. Um, I'm assuming those are still going to happen next year. Uh, yeah, well, we'll see how much basketball happens. Yeah. How so, much high-level basketball happens, at least. Yeah, so we're going to have this late season into you know, later end date, uh, unless it's a truncated season, who knows, that's all still up in the air. And then into the Summer Olympics, which, I don't know, that's, it, it makes it seem impossible to have a one-and-a-half-month-off season. What are, the, what are the, do you have the Olympic dates in front of you? I don't, they're usually in August. I think they were postponed a year. Oh, that's right, I forgot they postponed. I was sitting here like, how are the Olympics in 2021? July 23rd through August 8th, 2021. Yeah, so end of July, so that end of is, August. That's a tight window. And that's yeah. tough, because I, I think they were going to draw a tremendous crop of NBA talent, because I think you know everybody took the World Cup off. I think this Olympics was going to be the last ride for a coach, probably a couple players. That's tough, that, that it's just... It, I, I don't it know, was we'll, going we'll to be the first ride for a coach? Wait, what? Isn't this going to be Pop's first Olympics? <laughs> Yeah, but I imagine it's going to be his last Olympics, too. Oh, that's, yeah, like, maybe. I, yeah. I don't think he's going to be coaching full-time in general four years from next year. We'll, we'll see. I mean, I don't, I don't want to rule it out. I just, I, I think from what I've heard, I don't think he wants to coach that much longer. That's fair. Uh, is what I'm saying. But we'll see. The interesting thing to, to see how this affects Giannis's decision, um, I think after the, the pretty 
just uninspiring uh usa FIBA world cup I, I don't think there was a lock that brooke lopez or chris middleton would get invited back to team usa I, I don't i think nobody really proved themselves on the level i think a lot of us were hoping for it'll be interesting to see what Giannis does with with team greece especially considering i mean talk about usa's performance being inspiring but they have rick team greece as now. well as too what'd you say they have rick patino now I don't know if that's a positive or a negative. <laughs> I don't. Well, we'll, I don't see, even... we'll see how long that lasts. But uh... yeah, true. <laughs> I totally <laughs> forgot about. Wow, there's so much that's going on just in the basketball world. My goodness. So anyway, let's. That's enough Olympics talk. I don't think anyone cares right now. Some people do. Some people really get into the Olympics. I think it's fun and whatever. Um, let's get back. What what else should we talk about in in regards to this bubble? Uh, I guess we can say that. Uh, like like you said earlier, this doesn't really affect the Bucks that much, right? So yeah. they're going to have eight regular se- or seeding games, pardon me, um, that I think will help them warm up, you know, get ready for the playoffs, which is nice. I think that's a good idea. Uh, so you get uh, games against teams and they don't really count towards the playoffs. It gets you a chance to warm up, get ready and ramp yourself up for the postseason. Um, and you don't have to worry about the playoffs being changed that much. Uh, what's the worst that could happen? Washington could somehow sneak their way into, you know, the um, into the playoffs. What does that mean? Are they going to take a game off of the Bucks? No. Are they going to take a quarter <laughs> off of the Bucks? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> oh like, I don't know. Maybe it just gives more time for the Bucks to talk to Bradley Beal. Who knows? But <laughs> like, Saucy. Yeah, it doesn't really affect the Bucks necessarily in their first round matchups, or and I think it benefits them leading up to the playoffs. No, I I think as much as they can be benefited in this system, um, we know with things going so far south from from literally <laughs> geographically, but hey. also uh, in an abstract sense from you know the the, the goal. But I almost. I mean, I, you, you hate to say it, I mean, considering, you know, how horrible that COVID has obviously been for the world, and it's very serious, and we take it very seriously, but the Bucks were really struggling when this all stopped, and I think in terms of sort of how fort- fortuitous this could be for any one team, this, how it all has transpired, taking into account what the rest of the league also has to go through, for once, it really does not feel like the Bucks are getting the 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 raw end of the deal like this feels compared to you know how everyone else is also enduring the same thing there's almost no shot the bucks can lose the first seed i think their magic number is either one or two i think two. it's one <laughs> i think it's one as well i they are more said currently two, but six and a half games up on the uh, so i guess it's two it's two i i guess it's two but they do have the tiebreaker over toronto as well but whatever it's two it's two i mean it's the Bucks go two and six. They lock up the one seed. That seems pretty pretty apparent. We'll go over <laughs> and that's the schedule. That's assuming Toronto goes eight now. Also that yes, um, but so in, just in that regard, and you know, like we said, they're they're not going to get thrown into a harder bracket, uh, one through sixteen, or with even a harder play in, which wouldn't have been that much harder, but it probably would have been harder than like Washington, Brooklyn, or Orlando, who the Bucks have not lost a game to any of those teams. The fact that they didn't have to worry about actually like snapping. I mean, they need to snap back into it now, obviously. But like they were slumping and they were kind of falling apart, and then they just got a long break to put it back together. It could have worked out worse, relatively speaking. Yeah, it could have. And Giannis's knee has had a lot of time to heal. Yes, also uh, that. Yes, and that Chris's whatever. 
yeah, he got hurt. Forgot about that. Uh, yeah, it, everyone gets time to heal, and I guess that's uh, apparent throughout everyone's team, unless you're Utah. Uh, you lost <laughs> Utah. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich to surgery. Yeah, and we'll, um, we'll see about Ingles, too. Oh, yeah, him, too, because he's in Australia, right? Yes, and he talked about not... Yeah. not I mean, the, I think fam. We'll, we'll get into bubble rules when we after the break. I think families are going to be allowed in the bubbles, so maybe that changes his decision. Maybe not, but that's up for him to decide. And of course, we will respect him, and, and everyone should respect his decision. Yes, that way. goes without saying. Yeah, he has to do what's best for his family. But there is so much going on in the world at large, in the sporting world, of course, in the NBA world, as we're breaking down right now. And there is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner, betonline.ag. NASCAR is back, lots of left turns, and BetOnline has hundreds of other games, events, and sports to get in on. You can also still bet on simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC events 24-7. Or you can participate in a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge, a March Madness-style NFL simulation tournament that you can enter for free plus Live right now on BetOnline's YouTube channel, you'll find an exclusive interview with ex-Chicago Bulls Ron Harper, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, and Craig Hodges to discuss the Michael Jordan doc on what they're calling the final dance. Nod, nod, wink, wink. Visit BetOnline.ag and use BetOnline.ag, excuse me, and use promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, to receive your new welcome bonus and check out all the action. BetOnline, your online wagering solution. So, should we talk bubble life? Um, sure. Yeah. I don't think this will take long. I mean, it's so it's not a hermetically sealed bubble, uh, which is why I think the NBA wants to call it like a campus. Yeah, yeah that's, that's in here as well. The, yeah. the campus environment. I, <laughs> Justin and Carter, uh, when they had Keith Smith on on the the Chase Down podcast, I think said this really well. What sounds more sanitary and safe to you, Rohan? A campus or a bubble? Uh, probably a bubble. We both went to school. Uh, campuses, mm-hmm. not very sanitary. Nah. <laughs> That's, put me in the bubble all day. Lock me in the bubble. But I get the freedom of movement concerns uh, and everything else. Um, but here, according to Woj, let me quote. Life in the, oh, but he also calls it a bubble. Life in the NBA bubble will be governed by a set of safety protocols while players and coaches will be allowed to golf. I, Steph was, like, pushing so hard for that, I'm sure. Or eat at He's outdoor restaurants. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I still feel like he probably was. Steph stands for golf. He does. That's he wants to take Blake in the match three or whatever it is. Yeah, and he always he does his uh his like mini golf show too, which is actually a pretty oh, good show. Yeah, I about that. It's it's worth the watch if, if you need something to do. But anyway, good catch though. I was completely forgot he's not going to be there. Um, they will be allowed to golf or eat at outdoor restaurants. They will also need to maintain social distancing. Sources told ESPN's Ramona Shelburne there will be uniform daily testing. Um, they will try to treat it players individually if they do test positive. Uh, and then try to keep everything going without, obviously, COVID spreading the rest of the team. Employees at the Disney Resort will have to maintain similar protocols. No staff will be allowed into players' rooms, and hallways will be carefully managed to avoid crowding, sources told Shelburne. So, the biggest question here, are NBA players going to have to clean their own rooms? <laughs> I think I think they might have to. That might be the hardest thing to get used to I for mean, some cleaning, of these guys. Cleaning your room is hard. 
Like it's it's yeah, okay. My room is a mess. Don't 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 make it sound like I'm preaching from a soapbox. Yeah, it's it's okay. But that's that's gonna be an experience. I guess it will be like a campus experience. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I'd lo- I can't wait because NBA players love roasting other NBA players. I really hope we get some shade thrown at guys with the dirtiest rooms. Yeah, or even the other way, like oh, this guy wants yes. to sit and clean. <laughs> yes. Look at this nerd with the super clean room. See, I think I do think, and this is something that I've heard talked about as well. It's it's risky. It's probably an imperfect plan. the The merits of coming back at all can certainly be debated. I think because it's so clear the NBA. I mean, it's it's beyond clear the NBA is coming back. Um, I haven't really engaged in those conversations much. I think, you know, like we covered at the beginning, we're glad to see the game come back as long as it can be done safely. Huge caveat, but we're just going to assume that the NBA and Disney would not go ahead with this if it couldn't be. But taking away all of the the concerns and the potential worry, the content that could come out of this could be absolutely fantastic. Oh, 100%. Do you know how much uh, tampering stuff is going to come oh, out of this? How much tampering stuff? I mean, if they did some sort of a reality oh, I'm glad type the show Warriors deal. Aren't here. <laughs> yeah, thank, thank goodness. The Lakers are still there. But if they did some of a like a reality show type thing, like even if they just had like a couple of common areas like mic'd up with some cameras, just that would be phenomenal, fantastic content. Phenomenal opportunities. Oh, for sure. And we know that ESPN can go uh uh mature rated as they did for the last dance. Oh, see, I'm worried they're not going to, but I really if especially if they do like non live games, but I think the issue partially is the Disney involvement. And I know Disney owns ESPN, so it's kind of muddled. But the fact that it's named a Disney property, I do feel like as much I mean, as yeah, everybody wants that feed, we all want that feed. I know, but I, do, I don't know how much they're going to focus on them being at Disney. You know? Yeah, I guess we'll see. I mean, I, I do think. And yeah, like you said, Disney does own ESPN. So Yeah, a lot of, lot of interconnection there, but okay. So yeah, the bubble life is going to be non... It's not like people are locked in their rooms, but there is... I don't know how it's going to be enforced. I'm guessing it's going to have to kind of be an honor system. I don't think the NBA is going to have like somebody tailing all these players from a socially distant you know, distance. I, but, do, I do not think that any NBA player would do something that risky. You would hope not. You would hope not. But do you see what happened to Gobert? <laughs> like, yeah, true. And and again, most like most NBA players are very socially conscious beings, and they pay attention. They're very like they're geniuses, so they pay attention to what's going on. They understand the totality of what's actually happening in the world. So mm-hmm. I'm 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 giving them the benefit of the doubt. And also, I think, I mean, if some some people, some of us certainly knew how damaging and and impactful COVID was going to be. But before the season shut down, I mean, when Gobert did that, it was still very stupid, and he rightfully got got, uh, rebuked heavily for that. But I don't think anybody at that point would have expected the season to shut down in a day or two. Like, we, the, the stakes were not as well understood, especially on strictly as it applies to an NBA standard. Of course. So I think now that everybody is very, very clear that, like, this thing cannot spread here or this is, this is over, we can't finish the season, I do think it's 
an even heightened level of of understanding and caution. And I would guess because Disney is its own complex, I wonder if these golf courses and restaurants that they're mentioning are going to literally be right there, possibly even almost in the bubble themselves. Oh, I would assume so. I know for sure that there's going to be restaurants in there. I don't know about golf courses, uh, but yeah, for sure. Restaurants and stuff, uh, you can always get like, you know, what everyone does now. You can get like takeout uh, from Mm -hmm. restaurants and stuff, support your businesses and, you know, still get the food. So I think they're going to have patio seating at these restaurants. I think that's part of it. Okay. Which I know there's studies out that it's, it's a lot. It transmits a lot better indoors. I don't want to. I don't want to make it sound like it's not risky to be outside around people. But I know the indoors environments yeah, are the ones that is more like you know close quarters. Yes. So yes, yeah. and it's a lot. It's a lot more easy for the the virus to the coronavirus to spread there. So yeah. So I I don't, I don't know. We'll see exactly what all this looks like. I think the NBA still has some time to decide, but clearly not infinite time anymore. They they gave themselves a deadline, which that always helps me work. Um, should we go into? seeding games versus regular season uh we can yeah we can talk about seeding games and how that could you know maybe shake up the eastern conference so we do have like we've mentioned we have eight seeding games for every team right uh i think the hope is to try and have those games sort of resemble what the team schedule would be like Uh, yes but that may not be a possibility who knows they still have to figure it out because the nba doesn't know yet um yeah, so I can tell you it, it's not, and you know this as well, it's not possible to literally just take every team's next eight games against bubble teams and play that. The math does not work. Yes, you cannot do that. There's going to have to be some sort of arrangement done. Otherwise, you'll have teams playing too many games or too few games. or It, it, it just, it's not possible. It's not no, too- so like I was going to, and I might still, but I, I might not because it's a lot of work and they haven't actually released the real schedules yet, but I was going to take the first eight bubble teams that each of the bubble, each bubble games that each bubble team would play. That's <laughs> a lot of bubble in this <laughs> podcast and like power rank who has the easiest and hardest time left. So the first two I grabbed were Milwaukee and Toronto. So I noticed that Milwaukee's eighth game would be against the Raptors and which is like would be interesting. There'll probably be no stakes at all by that point. But I was like, oh, that's neat. I went and looked at the Raptors' next eight games, and that same game that would be last for Milwaukee was Toronto's seventh game. The issue is their eighth game was also against Milwaukee. So clearly, I mean, that one is maybe a little easier. You just pull whatever the team is next, given that that team has an opening. But then I went and looked. I think Miami only has eight teams left, eight bubble games left in their entire schedule. So some of those are... We're slated for early April, or mid-April even, which is the end of the season. So whatever team they're supposed to play, they might be way done by the time they get to that Miami game on their schedule. There's going to be a lot of moving around. Honestly, I don't really understand why they didn't just come up with a whole new schedule for this. I don't know if it's actually going to be any easier. I think they will probably come up with a whole new schedule for this, because they didn't say for sure that they're going to try to do it this way, but... Like like you've been saying, it's just it doesn't seem feasible. So they're probably going to have to come up with a whole new schedule. I I think the idea is they want to make it as quote unquote fair as possible and try to you know not cut teams a huge break if they would have an easy schedule coming up. But the issue there is like if you have an easy schedule coming up, those teams aren't even invited. So I, I just don't think it carries over clearly. For sure, at everyone's all. I mean, schedule is heightened because you're only playing against playoff 
teams or uh, playoff contenders, you know? Exactly. So here, uh, let's get to what people have probably been clamoring for this whole dang podcast. The Bucks' next eight bubble teams would be, and I don't think this will be their schedule, but it would be Boston, Miami, Memphis, Washington, Houston, Washington, Dallas, Toronto. So somebody, somebody hit me up and said, not easy. Somebody else said, this seems pretty easy. Uh, shout out Big Boy and Last Firstism. You guys do not disagree on this, or you do not agree on this. My thing is, I don't know if it could be much easier than getting Washington twice. Yeah, <laughs> it's getting Washington. Washington being here in general was just insane. Hilarious. Phoenix Hilarious. is going to be here. Yeah. The Phoenix Suns, who are currently, what is this, six games out of the playoffs based on the current standings. <laughs> six games. They are 26 and 39. They have a winning percentage of 400. Well, I was going to say they're in the 30s, just barely over. And they're probably going to be below. 400 at the end of this yeah like i just i don't know i don't know why they're there in general but you know considering you're putting more teams and more players at risk uh but you know that's not my decision to make i I really hope in the last dance doc on this whole thing for the nba perspective i really hope we get an honest answer from adam silver or kiki vanderway or somebody in the the nbl the nbl nba league office that says this is exactly how we decided to rig this to make sure that zion has a chance like just give us the straight answer please i i I need to know i'm very curious as to how they they figured out some of these very arbitrary numbers and and i just i love that it seems like 22 is like the the lowest number they could get that includes an east team just to include an east team that that is entirely feel, my yeah, feeling that's about definitely, that That's definitely why it's there. So it's not just like, oh, we have a bunch of West teams. No, we got to get the Washington Wizards in there. We, yeah, have we a need to. We need to not have five winning percentage. <laughs> oh, they, I just I really feel like they just said we can't just have it be the West playoffs. That's too obvious. What's the lowest number to get the the next crappy East? Why team not in? get the Charlotte Hornets in there? You know, they <laughs> have one less win than the Wizards, and they're twenty three and forty two. So like the line has to be somewhere. Why can't you get Jordan in here? You know, and yeah. why not bring in the Bulls twenty two and forty three? Oh if you're going goodness. that way, why not bring in the Cleveland Cavaliers? They're nineteen and forty six. Their margin between <laughs> the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Wizards is just about the Wizards and Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> it's great when you put it that way. It's, no, it's <laughs> it's exactly that. <laughs> The difference between Orlando and Washington, 8th and ninth, is the difference between ninth and 15th, 5 and oh a half. Oh, my goodness. Four and a half games. Oh, my goodness. Five and a half games, sorry. You know, I said, hey, if they want to just seed 1 through 30, I will take the Cavs in the first round. Yeah, for sure. We get to see... Or 1 through we, 15. We get to see uh, John Henson again. Actually, yeah, let's do 1 through 15. I'm all, all, all the way there for 1 through 15. Yeah, and give me John Henson again. Is Brandon Knight still? No, he's in Detroit now, right? He's in Detroit. Oh, yeah, Andre Drummond got traded. I forgot about that. Delhi though. Delhi, yeah, we get to see some old friends, you know. That'd be fun. I'm here for it, but we're not getting that. We know for sure now. Um, so, yeah, the Bucks schedule, though, yeah, I, I don't think. I mean, it's some tough teams, but it's literally the, almost the entire possible pool is tough teams. There's, there's not that many easy matchups. I mean, you got. You got the Wizards and the Suns. You got the. <laughs> Well, yeah, but I mean, like, for the Bucks specifically, yes. three of their eight games are play-in, teams fighting for a play-in. Well, I guess Memphis is in eighth now, but 
that's pretty good. I mean, that's you can't do too much better, and especially with the Memphis Washington Washington games being third, fourth, and sixth. Again, they only need at most two wins to clinch the one seed even if they really stunk or didn't try against the hard teams and, and lost those games, which I don't think they will do with all this rest, but you know you get Washington twice. Like, you're guaranteed the one seed at this point. Yeah, and I think you're far... Actually, it doesn't even matter. Like, I was going to say you're far enough ahead of the Lakers in terms of, like, overall seeding, but it doesn't... I mean, I guess I guess we'll see what, what incentive they yeah. do for the... the no. We'll see if it matters. Yeah, we get that huge sticker, the Bucks logo on there. Uh, four times instead. the extra foul would be the one that would actually matter that would if you can give Giannis an extra foul yeah oh that's my clearly God. who they're I mean imagine if imagine game one Bud's like you know what Bledsoe oh my god we're gonna let him be more aggressive Eric Bledsoe seven fouls <laughs> I'm physically reacting to that right now <laughs> I'm sorry if that, to do that actually happened <laughs> we really want Dante to have a long leash so or like you know <laughs> oh. I would take Brooke Lopez no, no. Like if you, no, if it, come on. no, if you have a non-Giannis player. Okay, if you had to have a non-Giannis player. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Brooke is the one that makes the most sense. My only concern there would be like, Robin is close enough that I wonder if I would just go for like the next most. Like I would think about Chris, even though you don't think of Chris as a guy who's going to draw that many fouls, just as like a. We really or can't afford have, to lose Or you could have Chris. Wes Matthews hack LeBron all night. Yeah, yeah, that, that'd be like Wes or Dante and just say, like, honestly, go nuts. Like, just go for turnovers. But then I saw someone on Twitter. I can't remember who it was, so I apologize. Uh, if they, let's say you give Giannis seven fouls, are they, like, let's say against the Lakers or something, are the Lakers going to give, like, freaking who's on their roster? Uh, Dudley? Yeah, sure, Dudley. Give him seven fouls and tell him to just hack Giannis? I don't think so. Yeah, Dudley wouldn't. Dudley wouldn't do that. To be honest, uh, Dudley's good at staying in the NBA. I think Dudley would do what he had to do. Uh, no shade to Jared Dudley, who's uh, still a productive role player. No, and, no, and a very fans always fit. love Jared Dudley. Of course, everyone, everyone, everyone except whoever he's yelling at at the time <laughs> uh, loves Jared Dudley. He's always, he's, everyone, somebody's always catching everyone it. Everyone except Sixers fans. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Sixers fans probably are never that fond of him, but um, I, I don't think. I think you might see, like, I don't think you'd see all out hacking, but I, you could certainly see some, like, you're just not going to, we're going to make you hit the free throws. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess in that sense, I, 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 when, I, when you said it, I thought you meant, like, like literally trying to, like, hurt. I don't think no, we'd see no, that. No, no, but, no, no, no. Oh, no. you're saying, like, just to make, yeah, I could, I could maybe see that, but I think it might be a little galaxy braining it. But although, like, when is LeBron going to fall out exactly. in the finals game? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they'll follow Giannis out though. I'm sure. I mean, yeah, I'm already prepared uh, to get upset about uh, it. I don't even want to. Let's not. Let's not. We'll we'll cover that bridge when we get to okay. it. Okay. So I guess other things we can talk about about these seeding games. It could possibly shake up uh, uh, Milwaukee's path to the finals. So we talked about how it doesn't really matter about the first round. Orlando, Washington. Congrats, you might get a quarter. Uh, <laughs> uh, it could matter in the second round because Miami. And Indiana are four or five right now, and you know the Bucks would play the winner of the four or five matchup. Uh, so Miami is currently two and a half games behind Boston uh, for the uh, between the three and four seed. Eight games is enough of a stretch where you can make up that deficit. That's the whole reason that they're doing this weird play-in thing in the West because of that three well, and a half game difference. Zion, yeah, 
I'm just saying it's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like the way they're framing it is it's possible. So if yes, you yes, get like um, Boston in the four or five matchup instead of Miami, like Boston doesn't scare me as much as Miami does as an yeah, opponent no, from I, Milwaukee. I, I I would agree with that. I think. Boston might be better in my opinion, but I do think Miami has just given the Bucks so many problems. What would be really great, honestly, is if Philly overtook Indiana. Those two teams are tied in record right now. If Philly slides into fifth and then Philly beat Miami in the first round. Yeah, but then I, I don't I still I still don't want to play Philly. <laughs> I've got I've got no issue. What what did what did MJ say about Gary Payton? I've I have got no, no problem, no problem with, the with the glove. <laughs> I have no problem with the 76ers. Like they, they'll take this clip just in case they 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 end up somehow winning in the second round. They won't. So if you're cutting this clip right now to dunk on me on Twitter later, you're wasting your time. Congrats. But I have no problem with the 76ers. I think the Bucks have them solved. I don't think they're going to magically figure out how to use Al Horford effectively with their team. Uh, I just I don't think they've got it. I would rather see Philly than Miami or Boston. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I guess in this sort of situation, I don't know if you can have, like, ideal jockeying of seating so you get, like... like, I mean, like, currently it's Boston-Philly in the first round, right? And Boston probably wins that. Um, I think so. If if that series happens and Philly beats Boston, I'd be just as fine with it, though. Yeah, sure. I'm not really worried. Like honestly, the opponents that scares me the most in the East is Miami, and that's yeah, prob- I can see that's that. probably because we haven't seen the Bucks beat Miami because they only played them once. I think wasn't twice. Was it twice? Oh, it was twice. It was it was really early, and they had the lead and blew it, mm-hmm. and then they played we later. That, and it that was just Chris awful. airball into a Giannis tip in to go to overtime. Not, hey, it was a pass. That's what I say when yeah, I play yeah, pickup. It, it was a pass. Of course, it was a pass. Yeah, of, course. of course, it was a pass. It was a great pass by Chris, uh, elite <laughs> passer. Uh, but yeah. yeah, Miami probably scares me the most. So if you could, if Miami slid into third and get them on the other side of the bracket, that'd probably be the best outcome, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think so as well. I mean, besides Miami just losing. Yes, of course. Uh, I that don't know if Indiana's gonna. Eh, who knows? Who knows? I, I think Indiana kind of stinks, but <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, um, but like as we talked about, though, the seedings could change. I mean, like we could get Philly, Miami. There's a slight chance. No, there's not really no chance getting Boston, Miami. I think Boston is at worst four, and I'm guessing the Celtics are gonna end up just where they are now. Yeah, yeah, probably. I don't think the top three seeds in the East will change that much. I think I think for sure the top two are going to stay the same. Milwaukee's going to be yeah. one. Toronto's going to be two. Because three games, three games between Toronto and Boston, it's possible. But I don't. Think I don't so. think so. If anything, I could see Miami maybe slipping into third. Um, mm, maybe. maybe it would be tough. It would. It'd be Boston it'd, would have to collapse a little bit. They would. Um, but. Who knows? Like, it's all up for grabs. We're going to have actual games to talk about uh, in regards to this. You could see, uh, I was going to say maybe Brooklyn could overtake Philly, but that's not possible. Um, no, no. Seven and eight are in a whole different universe than the top six. <laughs> it goes, so Milwaukee is in first. Toronto is six and a half games behind the Bucks, which is awesome margin. And the Raptors were so hot over the last month, it just did not even matter. The Celtics are three games behind the Raptors. 
The Heat are three and a half games, or two and a half games, excuse me, behind Boston. I think I made the same exact mistake you did. Then the Pacers and Celtics, or Pacers and 76ers are both two games behind Miami. They're both 14 games back from the Bucks. Then from Philly to Brooklyn, there is an eight and a half game gap, which is literally impossible to bridge. So yeah, I, there will be no six through seven. Could you imagine moving. if Brooklyn fell out of the playoffs? Like that'd be fun. That would be just. I mean, listen, it, there's only one a team here. Pick? True. So, but the let's cover this quickly. We're gonna do awards. We might have to wait for a whole separate podcast. We're at forty-five minutes. Oh my goodness. I know. Um, so the NBA froze. This is from the World article. The NBA froze lottery odd positions based on records. When the, I like how they make this sound like they like took action right when the season paused. Mm-hmm. Like Adam Silver pulled a lever to freeze the lottery. There's no, been no games. Did played. someone say freezing uh, lottery odds? Uh, oh, <laughs> freezing envelopes, yeah. freezing odds. I love, that was good. That was classic. But I just love that they make it sound like the action verb. The NBA froze lot. They're the same. They haven't moved. <laughs> they just the, looked the, at the, the standing. <laughs> COVID-19 froze lottery odds, not the NBA. <laughs> like, whatever. It's just weird, weird phrasing. Um, but the 14 teams in the August 15th lottery will include the eight left out and the six that participate in the restart, what they're calling it, but don't qualify for the playoffs. So... I, so I guess no matter what, like, now I'm confused. So if a team gets knocked out of the playoffs, they become they a lottery just, team. But yeah, but do they just go to 14th spot because they, if they're frozen where they were when the season ended, they would be not in the lottery. I think it's just based on standings. I think. Oh, I, I guess I see what you mean. So actually, so if an East team did fall out, they would. They, it would be terrible. Oh my goodness! Well, I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, so, this if, is so like hard if, if a team around. falls out of the playoffs, it's they're gonna have the last lottery odds because they would have had the best record. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Weirdly, yeah. So it's basically just uh, you take those teams who who are in the lottery who didn't make the playoffs, and you just seed them based on their records as of March 11th, and also March 12th, 13th, 14th. Etc. Until now. Yes. But yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. The NBA froze the odds, thankfully. <laughs> so, so yeah. Uh, there was uh, my Cavaliers friends uh, wanted the lottery to just be the teams not invited because the other teams get a shot at the playoffs. That is not what's going to happen, which I think makes sense to me. I don't think I really cared either way that much, honestly. But whatever. Yeah, I it. Again, we're we're in another stratosphere covering the Bucks. Yeah, we we don't we don't. I mean, I guess. Oh, it's not possible. If Indiana could fall out, that would be interesting. But it's not Ooh, possible. Yeah, I forgot. But actually, it'd be bad. Oh, that'd be. Is it on? Because then they keep it. No, oh, it's lottery protected. It. Yeah. It's lottery yeah. protected. Yeah, so it's great for the Bucks that the Pacers. Actually, it would be better. The ideal. This is so in the weeds, but the ideal situation for the lottery with regards to the Milwaukee Bucks would be if they did not freeze freeze the odds. I just imagine this dramatic, like, Adam's like, free, Kiki, free the odds now, just in case. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, the best situation, though, would be if they did not freeze the odds and if there could be fluctuation and if Indiana dropped to the lowest possible seed in the East. That would be ideal, but actually, that is possible. Wait, say that again? So the the Pacers could 
lose their pick, I think, because only the lottery freezes. The Pacers. Right. The, the Pacers could end up with a worse pick than they're slotted for right now, I think. They could they end could. up with they could. sixth. Yeah, they could. Well, it's not that much of a difference, but it matters. Yeah. if I think it's uh, the playoff teams are going to be reverse order based on the end of the seeding games. My goodness, this is all... I feel like it would be so much easier if there was like a visual aid. I mean, it's, Maybe it's just, just uh, the lottery is uh, taking into account the records before, you know... The freeze. Yes, the freeze. And then the... Uh, the play like the normal uh, standings, like you know, non-lottery teams, is just going to be you know reverse order based on the all of the season. Got it. Yeah. So if Indiana loses all their games, that'd be great for Milwaukee. And then loses in the first round. Yeah. Well, that was going to happen anyway. Yeah. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Love spicy Rohan on here. Um, yeah. So that's that. We we're going to talk about awards just quickly. I mean. It sounds to us and to other people like both incentives and contracts, which I should look. I don't remember off top which Bucks have incentives or not. And um, regular season stats in general, so like league leaders and stuff. It sounds like the quote-unquote restart games will not affect any of that. So Chris is probably going to miss his 50-40-90, which is a super bummer. And Giannis won't see his points per game lowered by a lot because he's gonna probably going to not play. He's certainly not going to play. Full minutes, which he never does anyway. Um, yeah. So that's just Here's, something like, to think about. The Bucks really. This is just a little aside. Uh, Bud taking care of the players' minutes and everything. Great in theory. Did not work. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess theoretically he might have. We could have avoided an injury. Fair. It probably would have healed by now. Fair. But a seer. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. You can't plan you for cannot. this stuff. And <laughs> your minutes and your rotations. Mm. He had. He had good intentions. Yeah, he always has good intentions. Anyway, listen to Binge the Bucks for more on where that <laughs> okay, sentence is we going. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, go listen to Binge the Bucks. Yeah, just don't make us record it again. But otherwise, uh, I don't think... Do, did we miss any bubble stuff? Uh, bubble Bucks? Bubble, bubble, bubble Bucks? <laughs> no, I don't really think we did. Uh, but yeah, like you were saying, there's not... I don't... We obviously you can't um, influence the voters. You can't set a hard uh, thing on the voters saying like, "Oh, only these games count." Like obviously they might get influenced by like the seeding games or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but I, it seems like awards are all but wrapped up. Um, do you want to quickly touch on that or not? Yeah, I guess I don't want to do a whole podcast on it. We'll wait till they actually announce for that. I I think Giannis is a shoe in for MVP. Yes. I think he has been. I think. Maybe, maybe there's a chance for LeBron if the Lakers do overtake the Bucks and he keeps playing and so Giannis well. I don't think. Hurt. What was that? Giannis was hurt as well. Yeah, exactly. So there was a lot of factors. So in that way, again, it was fortuitous for Milwaukee. But I don't think it's because LeBron is 35 or anything else that happened off the floor. Um, but I, I think the way everything has gone, I think it's pretty obviously Giannis. My DPOI thing. I will readily agree that Giannis is the best defender on the Bucks, and that one of the best, maybe the best defender in the league. But it's defensive player of the year. It's the player's season on defense. My leading candidate for the award, both league-wide and on the Bucks, is Brooke Lopez. It, it has been for a while. I did a long thread on this at one point. I don't know if it's still up or not. But I... I just think Brooke Lopez is more impactful in the regular season, game to game. The way the Bucks use Giannis as an off-ball defender, he's a terrific deterrent. 
and he does great work. He's an amazing defender. Can't say that enough. Not knocking Giannis's defense whatsoever, but I think Brooke Lopez is literally the Bucks' engine on defense from a game-to-game basis. So I would give the nod to Brooke just barely, but I hope they both are first-team all-defense, and I hope they're both top three finishers. Yeah, so uh, some a little bit of context for this. Uh, I think ESPN uh, May 31st. What day is it? Is today June 4th? Uh, sure. F- yes, uh, yes it is. A couple days ago, uh, ESPN polled their insiders uh, about NBA awards, um, and Giannis came up with like 76% of the first place votes for MVP. Uh, 85% of them think that he will win MVP. They did like a who should win versus who will win sort of thing, which is weird to me. Um, and then for Defensive Player of the Year, uh, it came up that Giannis got 50 per, 56% of the first place votes. Uh, second place was Rudy Gobert with 12% of the first place votes and 64 total points. Uh, and then hmm. third place, Anthony Davis, 54 total points. Giannis had 123 points. I didn't say that. Uh, fourth place, Patrick Beverly, 20 points. And then fifth place, Bam Adebayo, 15 points. Um, and 50... So they, they, they left Brooke off. Yes, they did. And 50% of the panel said that Giannis will win uh, DPOY. He will become the... Based on these predictions, he will become the third player ever to win MVP and DPOY in the same season. Um, my thoughts on this is that probably it should have been last year, not this year. I think Giannis uh, had a better defensive season last year, and I agree with you that Brook Lopez should be in the like top three for DPOY this year. And yeah, yeah, I I just I don't. It's frustrating. Patrick um, Beverly. Yeah, I don't. He's he yells. He does. He's, like, he's a, a terrific irritant. Well, sorry, he's, well, he's a solid defender. Like, I'm not trying to knock yeah. Pat Bev. Like, I love Pat Bev. But also, like, Brooke Lopez was a monster. Yeah, I mean, he's like, I just think it shouldn't matter that, like, being the anchor of the best defense in the league, like, the Jazz weren't that good on defense this year. And, like, people, like, who cover the Jazz um, are, like, literally out here tweeting and writing articles, like, Rudy is not DPOI this year. Like, he wasn't as good. He, I mean, if you watched a lot of Jazz... And I watched a decent amount. Like, he didn't bring it every game this year. I mean, he was clearly frustrated at points. He didn't bring the same effort that he brought in the past. I just Wasn't think it's it a that reputation he wanted to be thing. more involved on the offensive end or something like that? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> listen, I don't know why. <laughs> I'm not going to dive into Rudy Gobert's psyche at all. But, um, yeah, I, I just I don't think he should be that high. I don't think Pat Bev should be top five at all. There's much better defenders in the league. Um, but yeah, Brooke Lopez not being top five would bum me out. I'm not going to be upset if Giannis wins anything ever. So no, for sure. He definitely it. deserved it last year. Uh, so yeah. I guess this is a recompense for that. Yeah. And that's often, I think how these things work is like, it comes through a year late. I mean, look at Pat Bev being <laughs> top five, but, um, but if, if Brooke doesn't even finish fifth, at least fifth, that would be disappointing. I'm sure especially the with voters will have a better insight. On Brooke Lopez. Uh, considering so. this I, I wasn't a think... panel of voters, uh, this was a panel oh. of ESPN NBA insiders. So some some, some voters, of them were but not voters, all. for sure. Yeah. Uh, but not all of them were voters. Uh, oh, and I didn't even say the others receiving bo- votes were Ben Simmons, Kawhi Leonard, and Marcus Smart. So Brooke didn't even get a nope. vote? Oh, come on. See, that's, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. That would that would excuse me, that would bum me out. That would be ugh. I hope I hope that does not happen. Mm. Obviously. I hope Giannis like if there's some like weird like if they do the awards like in the bubble or campus environment. Uh, I gotta get used I to think have terms. To. Oh no, I guess they do it way later now. Yeah, but I'm sure Ugh. they might give it. I don't know when they'd give it. Who knows at this point? But Nobody. it'd be funny if Giannis just like took the uh, trophy and then just handed it to Brook Lopez. <laughs> it's <laughs> I, like I, I hope he shouts winner. him out. <laughs> like here you go, Brook. This is yours. Like that'd be hilarious <laughs> to me because he's just like giving a middle finger to all the voters. Uh, especially if he doesn't get a damn vote yeah for sure uh but yeah that would just be very very entertaining for me no i agree with that for sure it's people need to respect brooke lopez man for sure i love brooke lopez everyone needs to love brooke lopez he's uh we're gonna have brooke and robin in disney world like this is official i can't believe we haven't even touched on that this is gonna be the group there's only so much to say i mean really i think we're all just like slack jawed and and odd robin lopez is gonna come out shooting like 98 percent from three I'm ready for it. That, that could be the difference. Yeah, that That's home court right there. That's it. Like, being in Disney is home court for at least two players in the league, and they're both on the Bucks. Like, you can't do better than that. I guess that. the Magic, too. But again, they might get a quarter. Yeah. Uh, Who cares? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if the Magic lose out on going to the playoffs in Orlando in the bubble, peak sad hours for the Orlando Magic. <laughs> and that's saying something. It is. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Robin, I didn't realize Robin brought his stats up. He was shooting 34.4% from three this season. Not bad. Not bad. But it feels lower because he makes like one every two games. Mm-hmm. He doesn't shoot them as often. And, but he was, he, was get, he was getting hot. But who knows how hot he'll get in Disney World. Oh, I can't wait to track that stat. Mm-hmm. Or I just, I hope this is a positive and they don't get like distracted. Oh, they can't get distracted. Mm, we'll see. We'll see how much they open up just for that. They might break into stuff. No, well, they'd own like a lot of stuff too. So. True, yeah, they can bring their own. And they're stuff. friends with uh, Disney. Like, I think Bob Iger's still CEO, right? He's stepping yeah. down later. Um, like, they, he's been, uh, he's personally invited them to like park openings in other countries <laughs> and stuff. So, I think that's fan. Like, they'll have as much access as they want. I can't, I can't wait for that. Just in it, I think the Bucks, the Bucks media people are going to do a great job with that. Yeah, if they're there. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll see how much. We don't know how much media yeah, we, is going to be there. We we'll don't know see how much that. media. We don't know how much family is going to be there. That's all still up in the air. There's a lot of stuff still up in the air in regards to this. But I think we covered the best that we can. Yeah, we did. Um, quickly, I guess I should note. I forgot to tweet this. I will right away. But we had a live podcast scheduled for starting 11 minutes ago. We pushed that back just because this news felt more pressing. Plus, of course, so many other considerations right now. Um, you know, we had a lot of conversations about if we'd even do a podcast, but with the, the impact of this news, particularly in the NBA, we wanted to cover it, but we will do the live pod, the, the 2010s Bucks fantasy draft that is still happening at some point, just TVD, but not probably not too much longer for now. We'll figure it out. We'll yeah, let it will know. happen. And we are still very excited for it. And we hope you are as well. Yeah. But otherwise, no, I think that's all I got. Okay. Well, uh, I'd like to thank you all for listening to this episode of the Eurostep. Please do us a favor and leave a rating and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Make sure to check out all of the content being put out across the Blue Wire network, as I'm sure you'll find another show that you would enjoy. Uh, I hope all of you stay safe and stand up for human rights, and we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Megan Rapino. 
And I'm Sue Bird. We've decided to turn our crazy IG live show into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Enjoy the show. A Touch More. New episodes of A Touch More drop Tuesday only on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.